0: Prince Remembered from The Current. My name is Cecilia Johnson, and I'm talking with Prince's half-sister, Sharon Nelson. After finding their father's sheet music in a cabinet, Sharon got a group of musicians together and produced the first album by the John L. Nelson Project. Sharon, how are you today?
1: I'm fine, thank you. How are you, Cecilia?
0: Doing good. Thanks for asking. Um, So I've been listening to Heart of Mine, the single from Don't Play With Love, and it's really beautiful. Why did you decide to release that one first?
1: Well, it's not like I saved the best till last, but uh, uh, it was an upbeat tune. I just decided that would be a good one to put on first. Yeah. Catch everyone's attention.
0: Yeah, it caught mine. It worked on me. (laughs)
1: All right.
0: Why was it important to record your dad's music inside
1: Paisley Park? Because... uh, Paisley Park was Prince's home. Uh Dad also spent time there and I spent some time there and I thought it would be a great idea to record dad's music and keep it all in the family there at Paisley Park. They both loved the place so much.
0: When do you when do you know if your your dad was there? When was he there?
1: Uh well dad lived in uh Minneapolis, Saint Paul area. And uh he moved from the north side of Minneapolis To Hassan. And uh, dad lived Where he could look across Especially when it was winter time He could see directly into The Paisley Park really? uh, Building mm-hmm. He lived in the Purple House Oh yes so, Remember So he, that's where uh, Prince relocated him
0: I do remember reading about that
1: Uh huh. So he would uh, get into his car it was just a wee bit far to walk, but he would get into his car and go over there, just about every other day. And Prince would visit him just about every other day.
0: Hmm. Do you know when if,
1: Prince was in town?
0: Yeah. Do you know if they were, you know, working on music together, just hanging out? A whole any. Kind uh, no, of they
1: were basically just hanging out. Uh, how Prince received Dad's music was on a cassette tape. Dad would record a few songs such as Purple Rain, Scandalous, the big ones, and those were the melodies. You know, Dad always said, always have a melody, that's where your money is. (laughs) (laughs) And so he would give Prince the uh, cassette tapes with his uh, melodies on them. And then Prince would uh, perform the music in his way, but he always kept the melody.
0: Yeah, I was reading on a Prince.org Q&A that you did there, and some of the reactions from the fans were like, wow, John L. Nelson, he wrote Purple Rain's melody. We couldn't believe it was true. It's really cool.
1: Yes, it's real true. I'll tell you a story, Cecilia. One morning, uh, I live in New York. Mm -hmm. I I just relocated to uh, Minneapolis for a while uh, since Prince passed away to handle the business. And Dad called me early one morning in New York, And he said, listen to this, listen to this. He talked kind of rough, like, listen to this, listen to this. And I said, okay, so he's played this melody. And I go, oh, my God, that's beautiful. So I said, Dad, put the melody up front, uh, because Dad would play his chords and, and, you know, do all his runs on the piano. I said, now play it very simply, and uh, Prince will hear that melody. He won't have to work to, you know, to hear the melody. And so uh, he did do that. And three weeks later, Purple Rain was a uh, number one hit.
0: Wow. That's incredible. It doesn't take
1: long now if you stick to the melody. Because that's where the money is. That's correct. Yep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so um, I was actually wondering, so you produced this album, Don't Play With Love. Uh, and what did that look like? Were you helping like determine the track list? Were you standing in the booth while the musicians recorded? What kind of calls were you making?
1: Well, when I found the music... I used to, maybe around 2015, I uh, played the music. I'm a composer also and a pianist. So I pl- I played the music, and I said, uh, just like a flat bolt of lightning, said, oh, record this music on Dad's 100th birthday. And that was 2016, June 29th. So I said, okay, I'm going to call Prince. And this was three days before he passed. I'm going to call Prince and ask him if I can come over and record in the studio. But I uh, wasn't able to do that because he passed away. Mm. Uh, As I came to Minneapolis, I brought the music with me, and uh, I said, uh, I think I'm going to record in uh, Paisley Park. And I did. So I called up my cousin, Louis Hayes, who is uh, a drummer, And he uh, has the band, but it's now called the Lewis Hayes Legacy Band. But they play all Cannonball Adderley's music. And that's the way I wanted the music to be done. I wanted it straight up jazz, bebop. So I invited my cousin and his band to Paisley Park. And we recorded on January 17th and 18th, 2017. And uh, I did not go in the booth. I went in the booth a couple of times. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did do that you because I, I wasn't hearing something the way I wanted to hear it. Uh, sometimes you have to uh, give the musicians a little direction. They really know pretty much what they're doing, but if I don't, as I said, Cecilia, hear the melody, I have to go in the booth and uh, and make sure that that's going to happen because they do improvise. They play and then they improvise, then they have to come back to the melody. That's the way bebop pretty much is done. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I did go into booth go into the booth just just to make a little minor correction. But they basically did the music all in two and a half days.
0: As I understand it, Prince first saw your dad perform when he was five and he was never the same. Did you get to see your dad perform a lot?
1: Uh, no, Dad played the piano. See, we were raised, and I'm a few years older than Prince. There's quite a few of that. But, <laughs> but at any rate, <laughs> when he was five years old, what he used to do is play on the piano. And Dad would tell him, hey, boy, stop banging on that piano. But, of course, Prince paid no attention to him. Mm-hmm. He just kept right on banging on the piano until he finally got music out the way that he wanted to hear it. See, Prince could hear the song and then get on the piano and play it when he was Young, five, six, seven years old. Now, when Prince went to see Dad play, he was probably uh, around 12.
0: Ah, okay.
1: You see, he didn't go inside the club. He would just sit and listen outside. And then the owner of the club would tell Daddy, uh, your son's out there. And Dad would get off the piano and get up and go outside. But Prince was gone by then. He (laughs) knew he was coming. (laughs) (laughs) Prince was pretty slick as a young kid. He always knew, "Uh uh-oh, here comes Dad, and he would go, he'd fly away, he'd run away. It was funny when he did that. But he was young, and he he used to watch Dad play for the strippers downtown Minneapolis. And some of those clubs, I think, are still there. So if you notice how Prince dresses his women in his videos, his movies, Mm -hmm. they look like they're strippers. You Mm -hmm. see that little resemblance. And you remember when Prince was real young and he first began when he was 18, 17, 18 years old, and he would wear those little costumes? Yes. (laughs) Okay. Don't they resemble strippers?
0: A little bit. Yep.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's where he got those great ideas. And uh, then he was able to incorporate the melodies and music that dad gave him into the the sound, more or less the Minneapolis sound. And... uh, The rest is pretty much history for Prince. (laughs) Dad never thought his music was any good until Prince started recording it. Mm -hmm. And then he realized, hey, I'm not so bad. See, When we were young, Dad used to play the piano and uh, put us to sleep with the piano. We had to go upstairs and go to sleep. Dad wouldn't have any noise. So we were tucked in with Dad's melodies. I grew up with them pretty much in my head as a youngster. And it was uh, pretty good. We yeah. didn't have the uh, the usual, you know, how parents tuck their children in bed. We didn't have that. We were listening to Dad play the piano.
0: It was the that music. That was
1: our tuck-in music.
0: Yeah. So you're a musician as well, and do you see, you know, your dad's influence in your music as well?
1: Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. I am going to be recording some of my music very shortly. I'm working with someone. It's got to be a secret now, so I can't say. And uh, he's has his band; it's all intact. And I'm going to record seven songs.
0: Are you playing on my on music being in Paisley as well, or out in New York? Yes,
1: yeah. uh-huh. Yes, I'll record at Paisley Park. I can't tell you how much I thank Prince for leaving that studio to the airs, so yeah. that we can go and record when we would like. Yeah. Now we we have to record when the uh, Paisley Park tours are not in session. So uh and and right now is a good time because it's kinda of cold, right? <laughs> in Minneapolis. So you uh, Minnesota, so they're not coming out there as fast as furious as they would when it's spring, summer and fall.
0: Yeah. And will you be around for celebration too in April?
1: Yes, I will be here. I will. And hopefully maybe I can bring the band in. Yeah. And we can uh perform at one of the uh jazz clubs.
0: Yeah, that sounds Really, really cool. I mean, I'll probably, I'll be there.
1: (laughs) Oh, absolutely. You're truly.
0: So I want to go back to, you mentioned the word resemblance, and I really like that. In your opinion, where is the strongest resemblance between Prince and and your dad?
1: Uh, The strong resemblance is the dedication that they have to their music. They finish a project. They don't leave it hanging. Music is in their soul their heart it's just what they breathe is music and when they were together they discussed Duke Ellington <laughs> I mean they did not talk about baseball football the president or any of those type politics none of that they talked music
0: it kind of seems like music was was your dad's love language and you know maybe Prince too to a certain degree like with the tucking in
1: would you agree with that oh absolutely absolutely yeah did that ever... was their, in their DNA. You know, we had a great-grandfather, great-great-grandfather that played 27 instruments. They, that's why they're the way they are. And there are other musicians in the Nelson family. We had a family reunion, and we met some of the uh, singers and musicians in the family. I had never seen them before, and they introduced themselves. But, of course, they all knew Prince, <laughs> and they all knew Dad.
0: Did either of them ever write a song, I don't know, maybe like dedicated to you, or that was kind of special to you or in your relationship in some way?
1: Um, not that I know of. Yeah. They would give us, you know, thanks on their albums, but I don't think the songs, any song was dedicated to any family member.
0: Well, can you tell me the story of how the band got together for... Uh, The John L. Nelson project Was it just Lewis's band Or did he pull in players from other places
1: No this band was intact And has been intact for 20 years Yeah They played bebop jazz For that that many years And most of it is The cannonball Adderley music That's very popular And Lewis Hayes was a member Of that band When he was about 18 years old So he was uh, with Cannonball and Nat Adderley for a few years and then my cousin played with Horace Silver who brought him to New York City now that was in the 50s so now the band that Lewis put together is as I said 20 years old and these musicians he did compile pulled them together and they have been together for that long and doing very well they travel all around the world performing Lewis does have another band because it's called the Jazz Communicators and they play different music, you know, maybe the standards Mm
0: -hmm. uh,
1: like George Gershwin's music or, you know, just think of any big uh, Duke Ellington, the the music that has lasted over the generations. And then again, they do our writers and they play some of their original tunes. But this band is awesome and they've been together for years. Now, Vincent Herring is playing a, saxophone solo on Don't Play With Love. And that is going to really hit you emotional, Cecilia. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. I'm telling you, it's really amazing. And that song I used to play all the time, and then I brought that uh, along with the other music. All the music fell out of this cabinet. It was really funny. You remember how the music fell out of Purple Rain and Prince was looking all at it? Well, that's the same uh, what happened to me. I found Dad's music. He had given it to me in 1978, and we were going to work together on this music. But then our dear brother became famous, and Dad decided to work with him, and that's when they came up with those fantastic melodies. I got kind of pushed to the side, but that's okay. Now is the time. You know, you're always at the right place at the right time for your good, and now is the time to do Dad's music. And he'll be a 102. It took yes. a couple of years for me to get this out.
0: Mm-hmm. And you've been sharing your family stories for years now. You were talking about your grandpa, and you did the podcast with, like, the three generations of music from the Nelsons.
1: Mm-hmm. The Current Fair, remember that show? That one's on there, too, well, I where I had that. Dad uh, here in Minneapolis. I flew from New York to Minneapolis to do an interview with him, and that's when he said I taught him everything he knows. <laughs> do you remember that? no interview.
0: i haven't seen this one.
1: Oh, it's right there it's right there it's uh when you when you go on the site the john l nelson project mm-hmm. you'll see that that one uh, and you'll see that face and it's called it, it, it was in 1994 maybe huh. and uh, yeah it's pretty old because i'm looking pretty young so i know it's it's, it's, it's kind of old <laughs>
0: i mean you're always uh, looking you'll young you see it you are.
1: <laughs> well, uh, you know, God is good to me. I say, to God, God, please slow down these wrinkles, please. Yeah. <laughs> and, he, and he says, he just, you know, God looks at you like, wow, okay. But, <laughs> these are uh, your priorities. <laughs> yeah, that's that really a priority, Sharon. Don't you want to have excellent health? Oh, <laughs> yes, yeah, I do. But anyway, it's really wonderful to talk to someone that uh, does follow him and uh, is interested in what happens to his legacy and we're going to try and make it real good for all the fans and new fans to come.
0: Do you see that as one of your, like, important roles in life, kind of um, preserver? and? Oh, it's shaper. on the top of
1: my bucket list. In oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because, you see, I love music. Always have, even though I worked in uh, corporation accounts, payable, receivables, finances. I was a corporate person. But the music has always been with me. But when I retired, I was able to bring out, I called it my hobby, and now it's my job. Mm. And it's really good. And you know, Dad did the same thing. He worked for Minneapolis Honeywell for 35 years, and when he retired, he did music full time. So so his music started like a, a little late in life, 62. Although he was making music all these years, my sister Noreen, in our our home in Minneapolis, found several crates of music that Dad had uh, written. And I said, Noreen, why didn't you tell me at all this music? Now, of course, we don't know where that music is because he relocated to a couple of homes, so we don't know where it is. But Dad always wrote, but he just didn't think he was good enough. See, Dad was ahead of his time, so most people didn't understand what he was playing.
0: Is that why you think he didn't feel like he was good enough? I mean, I know it's hard yeah. to like speak for other people like that, but it seems yes, really
1: real. Absolutely, because they don't hear you. They don't hear what you're trying to do. You're you're way beyond your time, and now you hear the music. You hear what he was trying to do because I brought in a band that could interpret his music.
0: And here's where the computer stopped recording. Sharon and I didn't talk for too much longer after the phone call dropped, but she did want to make one thing clear. She says, being in Minneapolis is like walking in Prince's footsteps. Uh, Every time she goes to the record store, the clerk will say, oh, your brother came in here, or, oh, we sold so many of your, you know, your brother's music. And she says, it's like he paved the way for me. She wanted me to pass that on. This isn't the last you'll be hearing from John L. Nelson through Sharon. They recorded a whole album called Father Song back in 1994, which she says is smooth jazz with hip-hop beat. I asked her if she had any advice for younger people who may not have grown up with Prince's music, and she says, stay in school and follow your dreams. She told me Prince knew he could do it. If you know you can do something, you should make it happen. And she is living that truth. This is the last thing. I'm going to close with this because I love it. She says, I'm a senior, senior citizen, and I'm not stopping until God tells me it's time.
1: Prince remembered from the current.